bars. They left me escaping. But here we go. Welcome to more for me. God wants more for me. God wants more for you. So why don't we get it? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Welcome to more for me by yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? What's going on? How you doing? How you living, Biggie Smalls? I'm surrounded by a bunch of homies. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And if this is your first time, I'd like to welcome you. What's, what's going on right here? Well, let me explain to you what, why we gather and why we do what we do weekly because of technology, whatever day you like. But Tuesdays, that's when we drop fresh content for your eyes and your ears, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform. Why am I here? I decided that, you know what? Uh, there's an opportunity to amplify my voice because I believe that there's a subset of people that God has called me uh, to connect with. And I like to call those people my homies. So to be homies with so that we can journey on uh, this road of life. Uh, I believe personally that God has more for me and that I'm headed towards that destination of more. But the great news is that there's not just more for me, there's more for you as well. So let's accompany each other on our journeys as we head to that destination of more. But as I look back over my life, I really realize that, man, flaws and all, I am who I am, but I really want to share that so that people can realize that you're not by yourself, you're not alone, and that we all have our valleys, our mountains, our potholes, speed bumps, and random $20 field. $20 bills that we find on the side of the road. We all encounter those things, even though it may look different, may seem different, but that you're not alone and that we can journey together towards that destination that God has for each and every one of us. So that's why we gather. So we'll talk about my experiences, past, present, what I'm working through, things that I'm thinking, and uh, some strategies that I'm trying to implement or have implemented in my life to become a better version of myself. Because every single thing that we face in life, it really, no matter how good or bad it is, it really just becomes an opportunity for us to become a better version of ourselves. And as we evolve into the person that God has called us to be, we get closer to that destination of more and we reflect his image even more. You know you created his image, right? Yes, we are image bearers of the one true living king. All that to say, let's get it. What are we getting into this week? So th this week, guys, um, I am thinking that we're going to talk about challenges. It's second quarter um, and uh, first quarter may have been fun. It may not have been. Uh, COVID time is still upon us, right? So some days seem really long, even though you look up and you're like, man, we are April already. Yes, COVID time, it moves fast and slow at the same time. It's this weird thing, but it, it just, it does what it does. I can't really explain it, but I know I've experienced it and you probably have too. But what challenges have you faced? Are you facing? And maybe even what challenges are ahead? Because we know challenges do come to us all, but I really wanted to not just talk about challenges because I know that um, in this season, I'm seeing my fair share of challenges and there are different um, areas of my life. Uh, no discrimination. They're popping up in parenting, in marriage, in uh, finances, in uh, professional development, <laughs> leadership, like friendship, like everything. There are challenges all over. And one of the common things or common factors that I found in all of these challenges is me. That's who I am the common factor in all of these things. So I see these challenges, as I said before, as an opportunity for me to become a better version of myself. And with that, I figured I'd share some things that I think that we should all do 
and that we all can do when it comes to facing challenges. Quick overview of what those four things are, and then we'll go ahead and uh, break those down a little bit, do what we do, and then uh, get on out of here. So the first thing that we should do uh, when it comes to challenges, I think, is understand the challenge. The second thing is to accept the challenge. The third thing is to work through the challenge. And that fourth thing is to celebrate the challenge. You hear this list, you're like, mm, I don't know about all that, cat. Well, come on, trek with me. You follow me. So understand the challenge. Number one, what is it that you are facing? What is the challenge itself? Um, talked a few weeks back about how I was obsessing over uh, my husband's weight. In reality, my weight was a problem. My health, my uh, my nutritional choices, my lifestyle, and the decisions that I was making when it came to what I was going to consume and when I would consume it. Right. So that's a great example of you know what is the challenge that you're actually facing. Much like everything we we excuse me we deal with in life, if you don't know what it is that you're facing, you really can't face it. So if I think the challenge is someone else um, or is something else, then I may ignore it and or go after the wrong thing and then render myself ineffective. So you have to understand what exactly it is that you're facing uh, in the challenge, be it big or small. Um, a challenge is a challenge and we want to have a a level of understanding, even knowing that sometimes maybe you get a little little glimpse of what it is. And as you continue to journey and understand and become open to this challenge and the idea that it exists, um, it begins to reveal itself to you more. And you have a you can get a greater or deeper understanding of exactly what that challenge is facing, what that challenge is that you're facing. Because sometimes challenges, um, as you may have experienced, I know I have, they are definitely layered. So it's like, man, all right, um, I have uh, my challenge of, you know, eating the right thing, continuing to maintain my healthy focus, um, <laughs> eating lifestyle. That didn't come out right. But you, you follow me. You understand what I mean? You may think that it's just like, oh, um, it's because I have junk in the house. Well, when I'm out and I do the grocery shopping, I then pick up junk. It's not in the house, but I'm making the decision to procure it. Sometimes just enough to eat and not have any at the house, but I still consumed it. All right, so it's just, you know, making sure I have a grocery list. But in reality, it's like, okay, why am I craving these things? And as I dig and dig and dig, it ultimately boils down to, yo, I'm an emotional slash stress eater. So I need to look at these things and as as they are indications of what's going on and figure out, hey, what's, what's at the root and how can I address these things instead of just putting a Band-Aid over them and um, using food as a way to escape dealing with them. So truly understanding what the challenge is. When you understand what the challenge is, that leads us to number two. You can literally accept the challenge. Um, so at that point, I understand the challenge and I have a decision to make. Will I live in denial and keep it moving? Or am I going to accept the challenge that I'm facing so that I can overcome it? Let's go ahead and hang around with my um, my eating habits and <laughs> lifestyle. And with that, all right, real talk. Yes, stress, emotional eater. So if I accept that about myself, then what can I do to overcome it? Because I acknowledge that this is the problem. If like, for example, last year where I'm like, you know, oh, it's just because we have junk in the house. 
Now, mind you, if it's just because we have junk in the house, I do my best to eliminate junk, which means that I am therefore going to deprive everybody in the household of eating these things. It's like, no, we can't have ice cream because really I'll eat it all if it comes down to that. Um, we can't have candy because if it comes down to it, I'll eat it. I'll eat it all. We can't have chips. Like we shouldn't have these things in our house because it, it's bad for us and we don't want to overconsume. I have to accept the true challenge being that I emotionally or stress eat. And then I can, if I accept that, I might be able to modify some of the things that I have put in place um, erroneously to try to control myself through the control of others. Hope that makes sense. Hope you track with me. But again, you accept the challenge, then you don't have to live in denial about what, what that thing is. And you can really begin to, um, to overcome it or to deal with it. You know, we talked about dealing. You just got to deal. Number three, work through the challenge. You can't work through what you don't know exists. You can't work through what you deny. So if you're going to work through the challenge, now you can begin to strategize and understand how God is equipping you to move in this season to overcome that challenge. For me, working through the challenge then becomes being more self-aware and in tune with how I'm feeling in certain moments. And so like, uh, makes me think about like people say, you know, write down a, they're called to call them like little food journals. You write down exactly what it is you're eating. And it may be like, what were you thinking when you had this craving or whatever have you? And so I actually don't literally, I've never literally written it down in terms of, uh, why I'm craving, but I have, I do think through it. So I know that, you know, it's like, man, um, the household is really frustrating me. I feel very stressed and or feel like I can't get done the things that I know I need to get done and show up and be present with the family like I need to at the same time. And then I may look around and be like, man, is there any chocolate in this house? Or I want a cookie. I've been talking a lot about cookies lately. I want a cookie. And so as I realize that now I can say, hmm, is when I felt like I lost control or things were out outside of my control and I was going to fall short of my own expectations that I then had a problem. And I thought that this cookie, this chocolate, whether it was going to distract, appease and or make everything better, um, that's when I sought after that thing. So beginning to literally work through and say, okay, when I have these thoughts, let me slow down, take a step back and realize exactly um, how I should address this thing. And this season for me, small bites is huge. We happen to be talking about eating, um, but I literally utilize this all the time, taking small bites. And I got the idea, you know, people say, what's the, what's the best way to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> yeah, literally just that. Like, man, something's in front of me. It seems so big. It seems so overwhelming. But if I take a small bite, if I break that thing down into more manageable and digestible pieces, then I'm taking steps forward. I haven't become stagnant or I haven't quit, um, but I'm still taking steps forward and making progress. And to look at that smaller ver- smaller portion, I've explained it on the podcast before about myself, but like looking at that smaller portion then um, takes the focus off the whole, which could be overwhelming and allows for me to just say, hey, let me get this thing done. So in moments like that, I can look and reassess, hey, have I created a schedule that was unrealistic and it just had too much stuff on it for today? and what really needs to get done. So for example, um, I create these lists and I put things that I want to get done. 
most of the time, it's like pie in the sky. It's not enough time in the day. So for me to really go through that list and say, hey, this, I wanted to get done, but it actually would be done tomorrow or put on the schedule for next week. To rearrange and really look at the reality and say, okay, minus the things I've made up, what do I really need to do? And or what's the best way or the most effective way to utilize my time? I'm going to be honest. Uh, clearly, uh, when working on my own, I have trouble doing this because I make these uh, super long lists that are unrealistic and so on. So I really do ask God and rely upon the Holy Spirit to guide and direct me to say, okay, this is what you're doing. You know, okay, make sure you create your post. This is what your post is going to be. Um, this is a great opportunity to stop, spend time with the kids. It'll kind of shift the atmosphere of the home as well for you to get a break and really uh, take a deep breath and chill, relax, and for them to be present with you and get what it is that they may be asking for or needing in that moment. But it's not on my own. I definitely um, solicit the help of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for, <laughs> for that ever-present help that dwells within me so that I can figure out what are the small bites to allow for me to work through the challenge. Sometimes, yeah, I, I may already know a thing or what I should be doing, and then it's about implementing. And other times, like I said, it's really about figuring out and asking for that uh, that on-time help in terms of guidance, spiritual guidance about what I should be doing. Number four, the last thing, is to celebrate the challenge. Now, this is kind of um, different. It's not necessarily the thing that you would expect uh, for me to say about the challenge. I'm not say, saying, hey, make it through to the other side and then celebrate. Um, you can even celebrate during the midst of it all. And this season, um, I've really been able to identify how something, even when it's frustrating and it is a challenge, how it is either helping me to become better and or how it was, how I am benefiting from that thing. So to literally celebrate those opportunities because, hey, I get to become a better version of myself. I can handle this differently. I can move differently. The outcome is going to be much better than if I did it the other way um, and or this slowed me down so that I can do what I needed to do and learn what I needed to learn and or help the person that I truly needed to help instead of just rushing, rushing past it, but truly being grateful um, for for everything and in everything. Uh, so celebrating the challenge, not just after it's been overcome, but even during it because it is an opportunity. And sometimes that celebration, it might be a little slow. It might be a little bit quiet. You might even need to uh, phone a friend, holler at a homie and be encouraged and even uh, have them literally do what we do here, journey along with you um, to be able to see the bright side and or see that even though it's frustrating or difficult or hard, challenging, um, that it's worth it and that you should continue to press because we want to try to make sure that in our lives um, that we can be grateful because that is our chance, our opportunity to give God the glory. Four things that sound simple, but they are definitely not easy. And I, I am literally applying these things like as we speak, as I'm working through, through uh, a variety, like I said, of challenges in my life to see that there are opportunities for me to become a better version of myself. But also, man, that <laughs> there's some there's some there's some good in everything and being able to be honest uh, with yourself with your situation, your reality, it begins to like shift your perspective and allow for you to see things through a, through a different lens. I know this past week, 
although we've talked about this before, these past this past week, excuse me, I really had an opportunity to see um, some things thanks to a homie, uh, K. Marie, uh, but to see some things and see myself with a um, a different in a different light, a different perspective. It's not necessarily things that I was unaware of, but because I had turned, uh, I had switched my gear um, and kicked it up a couple notches and so I was moving too fast and had to remember what we've been talking about most of this year is uh slowing down I had to slow it back down so that I could see the challenges accept them and then work through them so truly face them and deal with them so it's all coming together sometimes you say things a different way but it's still the same lesson that um I'm either being reminded of and or continuing to work through as I un unpeeled the layers of how this challenge <laughs> is really uh is really present in my life. So I hope that this is very, very helpful and timely because I mean we all literally go through challenges. So those four things again, you want to make sure that you're understanding the challenge, that you accept the challenge, work through the challenge, and celebrate the challenge. On the other side of that thing, there's greatness. But even in the midst of that thing, you're becoming a better version of yourself. And I dare declare that that's greatness as well. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. Another episode in the books. And I hope that this episode was thought provoking and that it makes you uh, curious enough to explore within your own self. Take a look in the mirror to see, hey, what challenges am I facing and or not facing in my life? And how can uh, digging into this really um, push me towards that destination of more that God has for me? Maybe it's somebody that you think that you should share this with, whether it's your homie or somebody that needs to be a homie. Share this episode, like, rate, and review the episode as well so more people can know that more for me is out there for, for them and that God wants more for me and them as well as you. You can also become a homie by subscribing. Click the button below and make sure you turn on your notifications. Until next time, though, I want you to do this one thing at least. Remember that God has more for me. God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care. When I stop talking, French walks into the room. He presses this button. No longer can we resume. Yeah.